0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Aaron Gordon, that ain't right. You got robbed again. Again. On the attack, count the basket. Isaac got it, slams it in on the follow of his own miss. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to an all-new episode of Believe in Orlando Magic from the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mike Fizzino. It's been a couple weeks since I've been able to get behind the microphone. I was really sick. You know, I didn't think that I had it in me to deliver a show to the best of my abilities, but now that I'm back, I can thankfully say I'm 100% healthy, I'm feeling great, better than ever, and most importantly, I'm ready to talk basketball again. Since the last time we spoke, the Magic have been eliminated by the playoffs, losing 4-1 to in the first round to the Milwaukee Bucks, and Jonathan Isaac has been ruled out for all of next season. A lot of question marks going into the offseason, a lot of question marks going into next season. I want to dedicate this entire episode to discussing what the future looks like for the Magic, what we're going to do in the offseason. I'm talking free agency acquisitions, I'm talking trade rumors, trade possibilities, are we going to be buyers, sellers... What's the draft going to look like? Whole bunch of different stuff I want to talk about, all based around Orlando Magic, what we're going to be doing in the offseason. First off, though, I do want to talk about what the NBA setting in general looks like right now. So we are about one or two games away from seeing what our Final Four, our Conference Finals, is going to look like. Over in the Eastern Conference, we have the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat, two teams I really don't think anyone... Well, maybe, I guess you can't really say this for Boston, but for Miami, at least, teams that I think were really underdogs coming into the playoffs as finals contenders, I think I think coming in, the, the label was just so heavy on Milwaukee and, I, I guess, before the Ben Simmons injury, Philly. But here we are now. We have Miami and Boston. It's going to be a really awesome competitive series. Just to give my pick, I think Miami's going to upset the Celtics and make an appearance in the NBA Finals. They have just been... They've been fantastic. They've been healthy. The chemistry has been on point, and you could say the same thing about the Celtics. But I just think Miami has such a chip on their soldier. Excuse me, such a chip on their shoulder. They have such an edge over the Celtics. The Celtics are my pick to make the finals. I have the East next year, but I really, really, really think Miami gets it done this year. I'm not going to be surprised if it's Boston, though. But it's going to be a really great series. My personal pick is Miami, but I really think this one could go either way. The Western Conference is, I think, where it's a lot easier. Right now, you know, the Clippers and the, and the Nuggets series is still wrapping up. Either way, I think it's the Lakers. I think the Lakers are winning the championship regardless. Um, I think that's the easy pick right there. So we'll wait and see what happens. And, you know, my pick my pick is the Lakers. We'll, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. But I think it's going to be a really entertaining conference finals on either side really 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 exciting NBA finals coming up one of the more I guess exciting and interesting finals we've ever had because of the circumstances but enough of that let's get right into Orlando Magic basketball so as we know Jonathan Isaac out for the season um all next year with the knee injury really devastating news for Orlando so the question is with him being injured with You know, kind of a weird turning point in the franchise where one of your core young players, who you expected to have next season to maybe make a deep playoff run, is out. So, what do you what do you necessarily do? And I think the important place to start is at the draft. So, the NBA draft this year is, in my opinion, a little light. Um, You know, it's not as stacked as the draft has been in years past. The Magic are picking uh, fifteen. So. I think there's a couple options for them. Uh, I'm going to list off like two or three really realistic options for me, and then I think there's one or two guys that might um, that might fall in the draft that might be a, po- uh, a possibility for the Magic. So one of the players that I really, really like is um, Tyrese Maxey. I think he's a really good defensive guard. He's that type of player that I think could fit in the backcourt really well with Markel Fultz. Um, He's a great physical player. The The thing that kind of confuses me about him a little bit is that I believe he is actually listed as a point guard, but I don't know if his point guard role actually translates over into the NBA. So you have to think, is he going to become one of those players who just kind of readjusts and shifts up to the two guard? I see him and I think of, uh, I guess, um, a, a diet Drew Holiday, if you will. I really think he has such great defensive potential And I think he's going to follow the Drew Holiday path in the sense of where he starts off as a point guard and he gets a lot of minutes at point guard, but eventually in his career he makes the shift to being more of a two guard, which is what we've seen Drew Holiday do, especially recently in New Orleans. But I really, really like the fit here. Um, He's not the the greatest shooter necessarily, but I think for a defensive presence in the backcourt alongside Markel Fultz, I think he could be a really, really strong fit. And we've seen Orlando kind of transform players like this before. I mean, look at what they've done with Markel Voltz. They took someone who was being labeled one of the biggest draft busts of all time and made him into, I guess right now, what you would call a really, you know, a solid player. He's not great. He's not an all-star, but he's really, really solid. And, you know, I think Tyrese Maxey could be one of those players for the Magic. Another player who I really, really, really like for this team is, Is Cole Anthony. He was one of the top three or four ranked prospects out of high school last year. Um, Didn't really shine too much in North Carolina, but I really think he's a dynamic and, you know, he's just such a great dynamic player. He's super athletic. He's an okay shooter. You know, I I don't know how much his shooting is going to translate into the NBA, but between his injuries and stuff like that, he was kind of inconsistent in North Carolina, but I really think he's a great finisher. He's athletic. He, he Passing in terms of um, racking up assists, I don't think that's necessarily there for that for him yet. I look at him as a really nice offensive piece off the bench because eventually you're going to have to move on from D.J. Augustine. When you're looking long-term plans, he's not going to be there forever. If you draft Cole Anthony Orlando, I think this is a really nice G League piece that you keep. He could emerge as a summer league star, someone who doesn't get a ton of minutes during the regular season but really earns – You know, really earns a name for himself in the G League. So I think Cole Anthony could be a really, really nice addition to this team. And who knows, maybe eventually be a starting guard mate alongside Markel Fultz. I don't know if that itself will actually happen, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. I do really like Cole Anthony, though, and I think he's going to slide. I I mean, you look back a couple months ago before the college basketball season started, and he was—some people had him going number one or number two. So— because of the injury and the inconsistent play, he slipped, he slipped a lot. But I look at him and I think, not play style, but I think of a Karis Lavert situation where you had a player who was oozing of top 10 potential, had some injuries, had some inconsistent play, slipped in the draft, and now look at what he's doing for Brooklyn. I think Cole I think, be that type of player in terms of a guy who has a ton of potential, but because of injuries and other situations, you know, falls out of the top 10 and who knows maybe orlando's there to snag him up another player i really like is another guard because i do think orlando's gonna go guard in this draft i think the backcourt is what really needs help more than anything and you're so loaded in the front court even without jonathan isaac but factoring isaac into the future plans you have isaac okay gary clark has been fantastic um nikola vucevic uh vucevic mo Bamba. Even Ken Birch, like the front court is just so loaded. So, a player I really like is Theo Mallathon. I think he's another one of those just really athletic guards, especially in an offseason, as I said before, um, where you have to eventually move on from DJ Augustine. Him and Michael Carter Williams are both free agents. So, if you go ahead and, you know, take a guard in this draft, you could potentially save some cap money in re-signing those guys, and you're building younger, which I think is really, really important. I love how Markel Fultz and DJ Augustine have played for this team, but I think going guard is the move in this draft. And Malden's a really great player. He's super, super, super athletic, a really great passer. The one really inconsistent thing about his game is the shooting. I, I, I don't really see him as much of a shooter, but I mean, I guess you could kind of look at him as you know, your backup super-athletic point guard. I guess more or less what Michael Carter-Williams was. Not a really great shooter, but a nice athletic player, a good passer, someone who, when your starting point guard in Markel Fultz is on the bench, you could trust to have the keys of your offense. One last player i like, and this is another guy like Cole Anthony that I think is going to drop, R.J. Hampton. I think he's just a can't-miss prospect. He is just loaded with potential. He's a really, really athletic player, and I think that's the type of player the Magic are going to go with here. I've talked about players like this with Cole Anthony, Malden now RJ Hampton. I think the Magic are going to draft a guard, and I think they're going to just look for one of those really great athletic players that they could kind of take and morph into what they want him to be. I mean, look at Aaron Gordon, for example, a guy who came out of Arizona with just tons of defensive potential, tons of athletic potential, but... He was such a raw prospect. He didn't really have set assets to his game that made him stand out. And the I think the Magic have done a pretty decent job of making Aaron Gordon into one of the the better two-way players in the league. So look for Orlando to look at guards that either fall from, uh, you know, originally being top-ten prospects like RJ Hampton or Cole Anthony, or look for guards that just kind of, you know, were always around that, like just outside the lottery players like Tyrese Maxey, um... You know, a player like him. So I think either way, whoever you take, whether it's you get lucky in a player like R.J. Hampton or um, Cole Anthony Falls, or you take a guy like Theo Malden, Tyrese Maxey, either way, I think the Magic go athletic point guard, raw potential, um, needs a lot of work. But I really think the Magic are going to look for a player like that in the draft who they look at as a long-term project. Maybe you throw him in the G League for a year. Um really focus on getting him strongman's in the summer league. Um, A player like that. But either way, I think the Magic are going to go. Athletic guard. I really don't see them going front court at all. I think there are some other guys that are going to fall generally in that area of the draft. Like Jaden McDaniels. I know he's a pretty good power forward who's coming out of Washington. Um, A player who I, listen, I love Precious Achua, but a guy like him the Magic don't really need. I think there are going to be guys like that that are just athletic, Raw talent, big men, and I think it's going to be really tempting for the Magic, but at the end of the day, they've picked enough big men over the past couple of years. So look for them to go guard, whether it's Cole Anthony or RJ Hampton falling, whether it's um, getting a guy like Tyrese Maxey or Theo Maldon. Look for the Magic to go with an athletic guard with raw potential that they look at as a potential long-term project and a player who I think they're going to look into someone who fits in the backcourt with Markel Fultz. That's why I'm— I'm iffy on Cole Anthony because I don't love the, the fit alongside Markel Fultz, but I think you could look at guys like um, Tyrese Maxey. You could look at RJ Hampton. I think those are players that are athletic enough and you know they're not as true point guards as Cole Anthony are, so I think they could fit really well in the backcourt with Markel Fultz. Those are the type of players I expect the Magic to go after. Now that we've done the draft talk, where do you go in free agency? So it's it's going to be an interesting offseason um, in terms of free agency because I think more than anything else, the Magic are going to look for um, small forwards. I think that's, that's the type of position that they're really looking at. So a couple guys, I think, you know, big-name guys at least. I think the big name that stands out more than anyone else is DeMar DeRozan. And I don't think they actually – you know, make a move for DeMar DeRozan, but, you know, I, I think it's a guy to keep on the radar. The Magic have a ton of cap room. He's a scoring um, a scoring forward. Um, I guess you can kind of say he's a, he's a swingman. You could play him either way at the shooting guard small forward position, but um, I think DeMar DeRozan is definitely going to be at least on the radar for the Magic because that's essentially the type of player that they're looking for. They want a scoring for it, I just don't think that Demar Derozan is the fit, and I'm only mentioning his name because um, I've seen a lot of uh, Magic fans that I know at least targeting him, kind of in their minds saying like, "Oh, Demar Derozan is going to be a good fit for us." I don't like the fit. I think he's going to sign a big contract somewhere. I just don't think that. Um, I don't think that Orlando's the right fit for him, both financially. Um, and I guess just in terms of his play style, I think the Magic aren't going to go big name at the small forward position. Look for them to be, I think, a little bit more low-key. Torrey Craig out of Denver, I think, could be a really nice player. I'm expecting them to sign someone to a one- to two-year deal. No crazy long-term contracts, and again, I only say DeMar DeRozan because I've seen people talking about him so many times, linking him to Orlando. I've seen it on ESPN, Fox Sports, uh, friends I have talking about Demar Derozan. I don't like the Demar Derozan fit. It makes absolutely zero sense to me. He's he's older than thirty, or at least thirty. Um, he's going to sign a hefty contract, and I I just I don't like the fit of him at all. And he's not a great three point shooter. And I think whoever Orlando targets should be at least a decent three point shooter or a really good defender. DeMar DeRozan is is neither of those things. So a couple players I want to put on the radar. First of all, again because I think they're going to go for kind of under the radar players, like guys who aren't going to eat up a lot of cap space, guys who are going to sign either minimum contracts or you know five to ten million dollar deal contracts for one to two years. Torrey Craig is a three and D player that I absolutely love on the Denver Nuggets. He could be a really enticing fit. He's not going to take too many shots away from Fultz, Gordon, Vucevic, or Fournier. Um, he's just in there as kind of a three and D player. I really like the fit of Torrey Craig on this team. Another player who I really really like, honestly, Mo Harkless for similar reasons. I know he was already on the Magic. Not as good of a shooter as Torrey Craig, but I like Mo Harkless for um, defensive potential. I think he could be a really nice fit over in the Orlando Magic starting lineup. So be on the lookout for you know them to look at guys like that, like Mo Harkless, Torrey Craig. Another player who I just want to put on the radar really quickly, just because I, I don't know if they're actually gonna make a play for him necessarily, but why not why not look at Josh Jackson? Josh Jackson was the number four overall pick in the draft a couple of years ago. Hasn't necessarily reached people's expectations of him, but I think the potential's there. I don't think he's again, I, I don't think he's a a great shooter necessarily but I think he could develop a decent shot he's a good defender with you know a ton of potential he's super athletic and for when he played in Memphis he had some really really solid games so I think the offensive potential is there for him too that's a guy that I look at and I say you know what the Magic know they're not really doing anything next season why not so where they go in free agency I think really depends on what their outlook for next season is. If they're just throwing it, you know, if they're just kind of throwing in the white towel and saying, we're not going to make the playoffs next year, we don't have Jonathan Isaac, we're going to look to make some trades and maybe rebuild a little bit, then why not look at Josh Jackson? If the Magic think that they're going to be in competition for any seed, like five, six, seven, eight seed in the Eastern Conference— then maybe you should go for some guys that you kind of know what you're getting out of them, some smarter players. Again, I'm talking like the Mo Harklesses. I'm talking um, Tory Craigs, maybe maybe like a Solomon Hill, someone like that. Um, I know Derek Jones Jr. is going to be a free agent. I, I don't really like the fit of him either, but maybe that's a guy you look at. I think there's a ton of options for the Magic on the forward market, but Realistically, look for them to go after, like, a Tory Craig or a Mo Harkless, just someone who they could sign on, like, a three to, I guess, three to eight million dollar a year contract for one or two years. That's the realistic move for them. More than anybody else, though, I would really like to see the Magic sign Josh Jackson. he's a player that I've been so high on since the Suns drafted him a couple of years ago. I still think he has potential to be a solid player in this league, and all he needs is a system that he could really fit in, and I honestly think that Orlando is that that system. So, is it going to happen? I don't know. Again, I'm being really realistic with this and thinking that they're going to sign, you know, they're going to sign, like, one of those safe players, like Torrey Craig is the one who's been on the top of my list for the Magic to look at, but... I would love to see them go after Josh Jackson. I would absolutely love that fit. Other than the small forward position, I really don't see the Magic being big players in free agency. I do think signing Josh Jackson would kind of be one of the bigger signings in free agency just because of you know his name and how high he was drafted a couple of years ago. So if anybody from the Magic is listening, take a look at Josh Jackson. I really think there's something there with this kid. He's only 23 years old. Do not let him pass by because I think that the potential – of a great two-way player, is there for Josh Jackson. Think about it. Think about it. Moving on from free agency, though, because I really don't think they're going to be big players in free agency, and this is kind of my last segment of this episode, is what trades can the Magic make? So, I don't really think that they're going to be big players in free agency just because of the players who they currently have under contract. I think they might sign some small under-the-radar guys. Again, hopefully Josh Jackson, but I think they will be bigger players in the trade market, and I think that this season without Jonathan Isaac is going to be an opportunity for them to kind of try some different things. So I have I have about two or three trades that I would really, really like to see the Magic do. Number one, this is going to be one of the tougher ones for me, but Aaron Gordon's like, I don't like the long-term fit of Gordon. Not not necessarily Aaron Gordon. I don't think that the Magic can be a championship-level team or at least a competing team with all three of Jonathan Isaac. Aaron Gordon and Nikola Vucevic. I just I I don't see the fit. The three of them don't fit well together as a one-two as excuse me as as a center power forward, small forward on the court. I, I don't see the fit there. Having one of them come off the bench, maybe, but at that point you have three super talented players. You could at least make an argument for Gordon and and or Isaac coming off the bench. But I mean those are guys you want in your starting lineup. So if I'm the magic, why not take what you have in aaron gordon and try to flip it for a better backcourt you know a better backcourt player i would love 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 for this trade to happen i i again i really don't know if it's going to happen but why can't we see a swap aaron gordon for karis lavert let me lay out there why this makes sense the brooklyn nets have plenty of offense next season with kyrie Irving, kevin durant aaron gordon's a good offensive player um But I I just think the fit of Aaron Gordon in Brooklyn is better because they're going to really need his defense next season. Karis Lever is a really great offensive player. Orlando's clearly going to do it because they desperately need backcourt help. Even if they get someone like like who I talked about that they could potentially get in the draft before, like an RJ Hampton or a Tyrese Maxey, etc., players like that. I think you want someone who's a little bit more of an established player because I think whoever Orlando Magic takes is... Whoever they take is going right to the G League, I think, for their first season. So, why not go after a player who you know what you're getting out of him? Karis Lavert has the potential to be a 18, 19, 20-pointing game scorer. If you could flip him, and you, again, you might need some draft compensation from either side there to, I guess, make it a little more fair. But Aaron Gordon for Karis LeVert, straight up. It's a great trade for both sides. The Magic get a great playmaker in the backcourt. Someone who I really think both offensively and defensively fits really well alongside Markel Fultz in the backcourt. Picture this team when they're fully healthy. You'll have Vucevic, Isaac, Levert, maybe Evan Fournier, maybe not, and Markel Fultz. That is a really strong lineup right there. Karis Levert is just... A really great fit in Orlando. I think this trade happens primarily because the fits just work better both ways. With the offensive firepower that the Brooklyn Nets have, they don't need Karis LeVert. They need a player who is just a really great two-way player, someone who could defend multiple positions, um, defend positions up in the front court especially, and you know, I guess just a, an athletic player in the front court to fit in between Kevin Durant and either Jared Allen or DeAndre Jordan. And even if you play KD at the four, you have a four that could play both forward spots coming off your bench or alternating with KD. Aaron Gordon's a really great fit for Brooklyn. And I think Harris Levert is an even better fit for the Magic. That's one trade I would really like to see. This one, I'm not gonna lie, my next trade is a bit of a uh My next trade's a bit of a reach, but is there any way? Any possible way we could get Zach Levine in Orlando? I mean, the Zach Levine trade rumors I have Chicago having going on uh, for honestly what feels like forever. I don't know what the trade necessarily would would look like to financially make it work. I think obviously again you're going to have to move Aaron Gordon more than anybody else. Um, but if you even, even if like you know Aaron Gordon and I would do Aaron Gordon and Mo Bamba for Zach Levine. Honestly, Zach Levine gives you. A, a 25 point game scorer in your starting lineup, a great offensive fit next to Marco Fultz, someone who you can trust with the ball of your hands in, in their hands taking the last shot, and he's one of the best up-and-coming players in the league. If you could flip, I guess the trade that would make the most sense is Mo Bamba, Aaron Gordon, and a future either first- or second-round pick, depending on what Chicago's looking for. That's a trade that, again, makes sense to me. You're clearing up the the logjam that you have in the front court You're getting one of the best scoring guards in the league, one of the best up-and-coming players in the NBA. And, you know, look at it from a marketing perspective, too. You're getting a big-name player. I like Karis LeVert better as a fit, I think, more than anything else. That's the trade I would really, really like to see. But at the same time, a big-name player like Zach Levine would be huge, huge for the Orlando Magic. Look... Just look at what look at what that could do for the team. When was the last time that the Magic have had a true household name? And I'm sorry, Vucevic is great, but to the average NBA fan, Vuce isn't a household name. Zach Levine's a household name. That's the like, you know, if you're a casual fan that doesn't really follow basketball, you see Zach Levine, oh, that's the guy from the dunk contest. And what great storyline would that be having the two um, the the two um, the two guys who competed in one of the best dunk contests in the modern era getting swapped for each other. A Zach Levine trade is possible. Um, And honestly, I think Chicago is kind of looking to trade him. I think they're looking to kind of start over and build around, you know, Kobe White, Laurie Markkinen, and Wendell Carter. I don't know what their plans are for Zach Levine in the long term. So maybe now more than ever is a better time for Orlando to sweep in and maybe make a trade offer. But of those two trades, I would really like to see the Karis Levert one I think he would just be such a great fit in the backcourt. Even when Jonathan Isaac comes back fully healthy, Karis Levert's a great fit for this team. So then, you know, with those trades, with those draft picks, with the potential free agent signings, what is the Magic's outlook on next season? So everything I've passed out there are possibilities. But you have to look. None of those possibilities can possibly come into existence if – You don't know what the Magic's outlook for next season is. Are they competing? Are they tanking? Are they looking to unload everyone and sell? What is realistically, what is their plan for next season? And this is what I think they're going to do. I've laid out a bunch of different scenarios, possible draft picks, trades, free agent signings. I think wholeheartedly that the Magic are looking to sell. I think that they know they're not going to make the playoffs next season or They know they're just going to be another disappointment as the seventh or eighth seed again. They know that their ceiling without Jonathan Isaac is like, I don't know, the seventh seed, maybe the sixth seed. So my personal opinion, look for the Magic to be strong sellers. I think they're going to draft a player who, as I said before, um, a player with a lot of raw potential, someone who they're not looking to get an immediate impact out of a long-term project to send down to the G League. That's what I think they do with the draft. I think in terms of free agency, they signed a couple of really small, under the radar, cheap players just to fill roster spots. Um, you know, solid role players. I think that's what they're gonna look to do and look for them. I really think this is gonna happen to be sellers on the trade market. I know I didn't talk about this before, but I wouldn't be shocked if either one or both of Evan Fournier and Aaron Gordon get traded or you know, Terrence Ross maybe gets moved to a contender at the trade deadline next season when the Magic are sitting at like the 10 seed. I just think they're going. I think they're going to be sellers. I don't know if it's going to happen immediately because I think they're going to kind of hold on to the hope that they could replicate what they did this season. But look for by next trade lot, trade deadline for them to be complete sellers. I think by the end of next season, both Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier are gone. Hopefully, they take some of the. Um, Some of the ideas I tossed out there, I would love Josh Jackson to get on this team. I would really like a trade to get Karis LeVert because I think he could be such a good fit. And look at this team long-term with moves like that. You could potentially have a starting lineup of Nikola Vucevic, Jonathan Isaac, either Josh Jackson or, you know, Torrey Craig, whatever, Karis LeVert, and Markel Fultz. To me, that's a top four or five team in the Eastern Conference. In order to do that, the team has to be Sellers. They have to make some quiet under-the-radar moves, and they have to make some smart draft choices, which they have not done in the past couple of years. That's my prediction for how the Orlando Magic's offseason is going to go, what their outlook is for next season. I think they're going to go in competitive, thinking that they have a chance. And I think they're going to very quickly realize that they were wrong, and I think the Magic are going to be sellers. That's all I have for you guys this week. Make sure you subscribe and tune in to Believe in Orlando Magic available on all major streaming platforms. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode. Take care, and make sure you like and subscribe. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.